live from Penguin Island, just off the coast of Path, Western Australia, and brought to you by Men's Warehouse. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. I'm Delmon. And I'm Oz. And this is EQ2 Talk. This is episode number 77, and we are recording on August 30th, 2014, and we're back after uh, an SOE Live break. SOE Live. And that's what I think we're going to be talking about during this, the 77th episode of EQ2 Talk. Uh, Unfortunately, though, our our email bag is empty, Oz, so we, we don't have any emails to read. Well, you know who I blame for that, right? Who's that? The Ukabi. You can't go and blame Ukabi. She sends us an email every episode. I don't understand this. I know, I know, I know. And she was our first. And I, I always say, you always remember your first. But I don't think we can go go and blame her for that. That's, you know, maybe, maybe she's got some important stuff going on. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so we won't blame her. We'll just blame our listeners, which includes Ukabi. Well, really, then, if we're going to blame our listener, we should be blaming my mom, right? <laughs> yeah, the Dell mom. <laughs> For not yeah. writing in. So, yeah, we got to have a little chat with her. Maybe I'll get her on uh, Words with Friends or something. Right, well, she is right upstairs as I'm here in, my ba- in her basement, so I'll go up and talk to her after <laughs> we record. All right, so uh, we're back from SOE Live, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, for this episode. And I think, too... Much like SOE Live, our notes and, and things that we're going to talk about are kind of all over the map. And I think that's okay because I think that parallels what goes on at SOE Live. There's so much going on all the time. Things are stopping and going and, and there's ad hoc conversations and people you bump into the hallway and you, you see people at the restaurant and you just start talking to them about different stuff. So yeah, there's no flow or order to our discussion. And I think that's great because I think that mirrors – what the SOE live experience is like. There's just so much happening. It's almost like a whirlwind of events going on all the time. But I think, you know, also we'll have more EQ2 stuff than they did at SOE live. Uh, Yes. I certainly hope we're going to have more discussion (laughs) (laughs) than they had panels. Absolutely. Sorry. That was kind of a little, that was was a dig a little (laughs) bit, just a little. All right. So first let's talk about one thing we talked about in our pre SOE live episode was uh, Pool Party versus The Prom. Yeah, The Zombie Prom. The Zombie Prom. Uh, I did go to uh, The Pool Party and exclusively The Pool Party. I didn't actually get to uh, Prom at all. Uh, I wanted to be outside. Uh, that's where a lot of the folks I was out with were. Uh, but I thought this this Pool versus Prom, um, I don't know if it was a good thing in, in, in my eyes. I, I think, unfortunately, it kind of split the player base a little bit. I think a lot more people went to prom than I thought were going to and, and kind of less went to pool party, which, although if there is a silver lining, the drink line at, at pool party was incredibly short. 
Yeah, yeah, that's 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 definitely a silver lining. I remember last year it was like almost an hour wait to get a drink. Absolutely, I have to say, if I stood in line more than four or five minutes, that was a long time. So it was really nice to be able to step up, get a bevy, and then get back to hanging out and talking to people. Uh, so, th- so that was really nice. But again, I, I think the, that was because, well, the vast majority, I, I want to say I think more people, although I didn't actually go to prom, so I don't know how many people were there, I think most of the people, and including most of the SOE staff, went to that. And well, the pool party was that, kind of an after effect. Is that due to the fact that there's been a lot of pool parties and they haven't done a zombie prom ever? Perhaps, perhaps. And let's be honest, I mean, zombie prom is to help hype H1Z1, their new zombie, you kill zombies, slay zombies? I don't know, they're already uh, dead. I think it's a first-person shooter zombie killer thing. Right, but I mean, zombies are already dead, technically, aren't they? They're undead, so I, do you really kill a zombie? I, I don't know. Yeah, well... All right, that, that's anyway, for the that's H1Z1 off. podcast. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let, let's let them settle that debate. But uh, I think, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, a lot of people went to that. I have to say, too, and as much as it wasn't, for me, I saw a lot of people with the zombie face paint on. A lot yeah, of people did get up. Yeah, yeah, they look very cool. I mean, they, they had it, uh, a painter there for ten dollars. You can get your face painted up like a zombie. Uh, some some look really cool. Yeah, so I think a lot more people did that than I thought were going to be. Maybe I'm too cool for school and would never do something like that. But certainly, a lot of people did, and I think. Uh, a lot of people went to it. I, I heard some people say that they, they went because they didn't want to go outside. It's too damn hot outside, <laughs> which is true. But I guess I wanted to be outside because of the, the boom, boom, boom and the, the loud noise and all that of being contained inside uh, the auditorium where they were having the prom. And the strobe lights and all that kind of stuff. It's, that's not for me. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed that outdoor atmosphere. And I have to say it was very... I almost said lame, but I, I want to say use the word tame at pool party uh, because of the lack of people who were at it, I think, because I think a lot of people went to the indoor event. You mean all the PS2 players? Uh, yeah, perhaps that's where all they were. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, hey, I had a great time at pool party. I, I, I so rarely get to wear my Hawaiian shirt. Nice. So, I, of course, I had that on there. And, and so enjoyable now the other thing about the the whole uh, prom and pool party uh was the drinking right the uh the 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 beer contest what did they call it the battle of the beers yes battle of the beers the dwarven ale versus the ogre swill yes now i did sample both uh when i got up to the counter uh, to the bar i handed the guy two of my free drink tickets assuming i would get two cups of of the beer uh, yeah, what you get? Well, they were out of the Ogre Swill, so he said, I can only give you Dwarven Ale. I'm like, all right. No, no, the two tickets were for two bottles of it. Each bottle filled two cups. So I had four cups of the Dwarven Ale to take back to the table with me. Wow, that's how did you carry all that? Did you put them in your pocket? Very, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, very carefully. Uh, well, I had I sipped each one real quickly before I left to get them down a little bit because he filled them. Nice. And I kind of like balanced them uh, uh, as I walked. Uh, you know, I, I was very cautious as I walked back. But fortunately, there was somebody at my table who had some ogre swill, so I was able to uh, to to broker a deal and trade for it. Nice. Yeah, that's very good. So you did try both. I tried both. And, and what what do you think about ogre swill? Uh, 
I really can't, you know, Del Mom always said, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So you're trying to say it tastes like ogre piss? It really, yeah, it tasted like the swill of an ogre. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bitter to me. It was, it was, it was unsmooth going down. Ah. Dwarven ale, much better. Much better. You do favor the dwarf. Of, of course. So for, for, for both lore reasons and for taste, uh, the Dwarven Ale got, got the Delmon vote. Now, now, who was it that brought in the, that, uh, all that beer? Uh, there was a brewing company who's a fan of the game, uh, Riley Brewing, I believe, out of California. Oh, uh, yeah, Riley's. Uh, so, so they brought all that in, uh, and it was great. I, I, the only bad thing, I guess, about Pool Party, if you want to say there was one bad, bad side effect of it, was because you're outside, people are barefoot by the pool, and it's a concrete ground, they would not give you the bottles. I guess over at the prom, because it was indoors, uh, people were able to get the bottle. Yeah, I kind of sucks because they had pretty good. The labels on them were pretty nice. Oh yeah, he he had like custom labels for them. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I have to say, this was a really cool little you know um, treat or, or side attraction about about SOE Live. This little battle of the beers that they had going on, uh, and I think a Dwarven Ale was the final winner that they announced at the banquet. I believe. Yes, it was. Uh, so I was on the side, yay, Dell, for being on the side of a, of the winning the winning drink. <laughs> and the only way I know that is because I got to watch it on Twitch. Right, right. And I think you know this is going to be an interesting discussion for us because you know I was at SOE Live, so sorry, everything live, and you got to experience it through the magic of the Twitch. Yeah, and it was it wasn't too bad. It was actually really well done. Uh, they had a couple of snafus, but it. You know, I got to see everything, well, not everything I wanted to see, but I got to see the banquet, the keynotes that I wanted to watch, and uh, four hours or plus of tournaments. That was great. Okay, okay. Uh, now, I, I know I was on a quest when I was out there looking for some LON coverage, some Legends oh. of North coverage. Well, that the 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 logo wasn't even on the badge, was it? No, it was, it, it, it was not. Uh, and sadly, I I never did find an LON developer. And two, I don't even think there was a reward, a gift reward uh, for LON. Uh, you know, uh, the attendees, they uh, we EverQuest two players got the the backpack. I don't think LON got anything. Anything posted that was about LON. So uh, I I think you know we went into this knowing what it is. Uh, LON is what it is. Yes. Uh, there's there's not a lot of development going on it, if any. Uh, it is still running. It's probably running in a lights out mode. Uh, so okay, I was a little snarky about hunting down the whole LON dev thing, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I think I think as a game, it's still running. God forbid that they do have a problem with it uh, because that might be the end of it. Right. It's actually a pretty fun game every now and then. Uh, and truth be told, we've been playing a little bit of it. And yes. I think, you know, I think down the road we might do an LON episode. That, I think, yeah, we might do that. Yeah, I think that might be cool. So let's put that on the back burner. Uh, let's, we'll, we'll talk about LON in the future. But, uh, you know, unfortunately no LON devs to, uh, to harass. <laughs> I have to say there was one thing I was kind of disappointed in with SOE Live. It was the, the year of EverQuest. Right. Yeah, the uh, what tenth year for EQ two and fifteenth for EQ one. Yeah, I just thought they would have hyped that a little bit more. Now there was a uh, a poster, I guess you could call it, that we got in our swag bags. 
uh, that had the uh, Year of EverQuest logo on it. And, it. and it did come up during either one of the keynotes or the banquet. I don't remember which per se, but I, I guess I would have just thought it would have been featured more prominently than it was. Yeah, it seemed kind of lacking for being such a, uh, I don't know, such a big big thing, you'd think, you know, a big anniversary for both games. Yeah, certainly, I, I think the word we're looking for is milestone. Right, there you go. That's that's actually the word I was trying to think of. <laughs> so, you know, these games have reached a major milestone, and in the MMO world, that is a huge one to be around as long as each of these have. I mean, some games don't even last 10 or 15 months, let alone years. Yeah. Some absolutely. don't even get out the door. <laughs> they don't even get 15 minutes of fame, uh. 15 years of fame. And I have to say, I really thought during during the banquet there was going to be a cake. <laughs> the cake. I really thought there was. I, I thought uh, Antonia Bale or Fiona Vai, uh, either old Fiona or new Fiona, maybe both of them together, were going to jump out of a cake. But it would have been something to see. I was really thought that was going to happen, and I, and I thought for sure there was going to be some like enormous sheet cake or something. Something. And that it, we, you know, we would get a piece of cake. I mean, isn't that the 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 traditional birthday celebration food? Everybody has cake. Yeah, I mean, but if if you're talking birthdays, and yeah, that just should happen every year, right? I mean, we're talking a, something bigger though. It's a milestone, fifteen and ten. Right. Again, that's why you know a cake or something for it. It just, yeah. I, I thought there would have been a little bit more for that, and it just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I guess I just had it overhyped in my mind. Maybe it's not as important to them as it is to me, or, or I would have thought it would have been more prominently featured. Yeah, it kind of just fell flat, it sounded like. Yeah, so uh, just I, I, I guess that was one thing I was really disappointed. It seemed to be forgotten. It seemed to come up, but then it seemed to be kind of put on the back burner. Flitted away real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that in the banquet. Uh, it was brought up, I think, by... Uh, I don't want to say Smedley, I think, brought it up for a very short period of time, and then it was gone. They were on, moving on to the next thing. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, maybe I envisioned the, there would have been a movie, too. Yeah, like, you know, uh, the old school EQ1 UI and how it progressed, and then EQ2, how it progressed. Or, or even maybe a re-showing of the Evercracked video or something like that. Yeah, something. You know, so it just seemed to be... Uh, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you know, maybe this is mean-spirited and, and, and going a little too far, a little too conspiracy theory. Uh, you know, Landmark and Next just seem to be pushing everybody else aside. Yeah, and H1Z1. Right. I mean, this was definitely the year of H1Z1. Yeah. Um, you know, the zombie this and zombie that. Uh, so it just, you know, I guess uh, I guess there's a long-time EverQuest and, then, and now EverQuest 2-player I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Uh, there was no shouting matches between the two titles. I mean, I remember old school fanfare where server wars. I mean, people were just, you know, chanting their server name over and over again. Uh, that just didn't seem to happen. I would have thought there would have been a, a more more rivalry between the two titles and the other titles or something like that. Well, you know, we're all getting older, man. You know, shouting and waving your arms up in the air. It just doesn't come as easy as it used to in our younger days. Well, we're not a bunch of 90 year old men playing these games. <laughs> you know, we're. we're, we're my, EQ. Yeah, uh, you know, we're, in order to do the wave, I got to use a walker to stand up or something. Right? No, no. Um, now, now, I just mentioned a few moments ago the, the swag. The swag. And, you What's know. the swag this year? Yeah, the, the swag was. 
I guess in a word, light as well. Much like the EQ2 panels? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I'll be honest, for me, Schwag is a double-edged sword. Because I have too much crap in my house to begin with, both my in-game one and in my real-life house, right? <laughs> do you, now, do you decorate your real-life house the same way you do your in-game house? Uh, to some degree, yes. <laughs> to some degree, yes. Yes, there is a, there is a room... <laughs> In my house that looks like my in-game house. That is the room where we where we just put you shut the door behind it and say I'll deal with that later. And right? you hope it doesn't fall out when you open the door. Right. God forbid a guest actually comes over and needs to stay in the guest bedroom. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a bed in there anymore. It's it's, it's it, well it is in there, but it's just under all this junk that we've kind of just tossed in the room and shut the door behind. Uh, nice. Yeah. I think everybody's got a spot like that in their house. You know, either be it a drawer in the kitchen where you just throw stuff. Uh, and God forbid you need it because you know it's in the junk drawer, right? Right, right. Uh, but so I've, I've got a lot of stuff, and the stuff that I bring back, what do I do? Uh, if I put it on top of the bookcase, I just end up dusting it, right? You know, what What do I need with – I have uh, uh, PS2 dog tags still in their original packaging. I, 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 I can work something someday. You never know. Uh, they might be. I don't know. But um, <laughs> mint in package – <laughs> Vanu dog tags. I mean, I don't play Planet Side. Uh, I, I wouldn't know what to do with these dog tags. Uh, so certainly, if anybody's out there listening who wants dog tags, let me know. I'll be happy to send them to you. You'll um, be getting a phone call from Milo. Um, perhaps. Well, he has. Well, he has the real dog tags, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so you know, I have this stuff, and you know, a lot of it's like just trinkets. You know that that uh, I just end up dusting or throwing on the shelf or collecting, right? Um, so am I disappointed that there wasn't a lot of that? Yes, but also am I you know, glad that there wasn't? Yeah, kind of as well. So uh, you know, the bag, I guess the bag I always enjoyed because I, I used them at the grocery store, actually, you know, the reusable bags. This yeah. year it was, a, it was a black paper bag. So oh. that means it's going to wind up being filled with newspapers and then put out with the recycle bin at some point. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, the, the bags are cool. I still got... Oh, mine and my wife's here that we use. Yeah, and I, exactly. They're reusable. I take them to the grocery with me. I, I you know, put stuff in them and, and use them. So uh, there was the H1Z1 mask, you know, uh, the Year of the EverQuest poster, and uh, I think there was a DCUO belt, which I thought was kind of like a belt of all things. But then I'm like, well, think about it. Superheroes, what, what's an iconic superhero thing? A utility, utility belt. Right. So it makes sense, you know, it makes sense for that. Um, am I going to walk around with a DCUO, DCUO belt on? Uh, probably not. Probably not. So um, I just had some horrible images, man. Yeah. Of, Bad things just happened. Of that belt being stretched to its yeah. limits? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I guess to some degree, am I, am I glad that I didn't get a lot of, and, and I use this term affectionately, crap? Yeah. Am I disappointed I didn't get crap? Yeah, you know. So I, I don't know what side I want to be on. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the swag is cool because it's, you know, it's all their games. It's stuff from all their games. But yeah, I can understand you. you know, after nine years, ten years of going, right? I think that's how many you've been to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What do I need to do with all this stuff? Yeah, so I'm sure you got like a full bookshelf of stuff, you know, just sitting there. I got a, dust. Yeah, I mean, I got a I got a foam 
Legends of Norat Sword, and I think a Foam EverQuest Tomahawk. What am nice. I going to do with these? Uh, you know, they just sit on the shelf. Uh, same thing with the the plastic Batman we got a year or two ago. He just sits on the shelf, and every so often I have to dust him. Hey, I got two of those sitting on the hearth of my uh, fireplace. Yeah, so, um, so that's you know, I'm not I'm not sure how I want to you know whether or not I like it or I, don't, I dislike it. Don't know, but I will say what was very cool. A year ago, we had the Nagafin hats, and those were all the rage. Yes, and I won one. You did. That's right. During one of the panels, didn't you? During your panel. Well, oh, outstanding. Uh, Do you wear it? I answered the question correctly. No, actually, I gave it to uh, my friend's son that we were staying at their house in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. I had a good use for it. Yeah. Um, This year, they had another item much like that that was all the rage, and they had uh, Fippy Dark Paw plushies for sale. Ah, Fippy Dark Paw, man. That, That brings back... Uh, some old school memories. It absolutely does. So I have to say, if there was something that tied in very well with the Year of EverQuest, it was the choice of the Fippy Dark Paw plushie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, see, that's kind of one thing that being at home watching Twitch that I don't get the the privy of the Fippy Dark Paw doll. I didn't get to even. I saw it, but I don't get to you know have one. Right. Um, and you know, I, I guess that is, I think that is kind of cool that they have something like that. That's, uh, and I'll put it in air quotes exclusive for the attendees. Yeah. Now, certainly you could have, people could have texted folks on the ground and said, Hey, buy me one. Oh, absolutely. Right. Uh, and you know, it wasn't like they said, Hey, wait a minute. You already bought one while you're buying two fippies. <laughs> that, that never happened, right? They're not going to say no to cash. Exactly. Nobody says no to a fistful of dollars. Unless of course you're sprint PCS and I want to upgrade before my contract's <laughs> over. But that's a, that's a whole other story that I'm still bitter about from years ago. Um, uh, you know, so, but they were, and not only that, they, they fit them into one of the games that they played, uh, during the banquets, uh, the let's make a steal, uh, contest. So uh, people found fippies like lying around, and they ha- they must have had a little note that said, "Bring this to the grand banquet because we're going to uh, use it in a in a game for prizes." So yeah, they had little little tags around his neck. Yeah, so they they tied it in uh, uh, for a lack of a better term, scavenger hunt like thing. People who saw them and actually you know went over and picked them up to see what they were. Uh, right. Had a chance to win stuff, and I think the the final prize was a chance at a. PlayStation 4, which is really cool for, you know, picking up something off the floor. Yeah, I mean, you get a, what, a, was it, three, four hundred dollar unit for having a 50 Dark Paw? Right, and not only that, it was what was kind of cool about that whole game, and I have to say I really liked the way they, they did that game, was um, the people who had the Fippies had to pick somebody else in the audience to go up on stage with them. Somebody they didn't know. Somebody they didn't know, right? So they, they got to meet somebody else, go up on stage, and then they decided who would get what prize envelope. One yeah, being one from bo- Brass or one from Mr. Tuttle. Right. One being a booby prize and the other being a cool prize. Uh, even some of the booby prizes were kind of funny, though. Absolutely. Uh, the, what was it, the fish stapler or the sushi stapler or <laughs> the something? The sushi stapler. Uh, no, I think that was the uh, USB drive. Okay, the USB drive. Yeah, that thing... That, yeah, yeah. If you needed a USB drive, that was pretty cool. Uh, so, and then I think the, the grand final one was a chance at a, at a PlayStation. And right. I don't remember who won it, whether it was the person or the non-Fippy person who, who, who won that. But I, I thought that was really cool because it was engaging. And, you know, I, had, I, as an audience member, had fun playing along, kind of playing along at home. 
Yeah, in the audience, you know, like at Price is Right. Right. Which one I would have, if it was me, would I take the brass or the Tuttle envelope? Not, not sure. Uh, I don't know. I'd go in and then you, you oh, well, thank goodness I, I wasn't up there. I, I would have got stuck with the sushi USB <laughs> yeah. board. Yeah, I mean, it was very cool. I, I mean, I watched that whole thing and it was, uh, it was pretty neat. And, and I have to say about that too, it kept moving. Uh, as as a as an uh, an activity during the banquet, it it was engaging and kept moving along. Uh, sometimes some of these things can drag out a little bit, but that one, I you know, I was drawn in and I enjoyed that. Yeah, total total does a good job keeping it running. Keep Absolutely. It running, uh, so let's let's talk about the 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 banquets and the in the the presentations and whatnot. Uh, I have to say, from years ago, what the grand banquet was to what it is today. It has come so far. You really do feel like that you're at a professional conference. You know, they have intro music and sound effects and and video, and and they tie that all together. They really are kind of putting on a a, a class act show at the end. Oh, absolutely, and at the beginning, you know, the, both the banquet, the begin, the first one and the last one, totally professional. Um, I enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing from home. It was very cool. Yeah, you can tell they rehearse that and practice that, and they do it. They they put on a good show. It's a very professional presentation, so I think that makes it enjoyable. I think in years past it was more um, ad hoc, I guess, for lack of better terms, right? More yeah. uh, off the cuff, more on the fly. Uh, now it's 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 really an orchestrated show, and I, and it comes across that way, and I, and I it's more engaging for the audience. Absolutely, I think yeah, I think the audience enjoys it, and. Uh... Uh, they have a good time, and everybody's engrossed in what's going on up on the stage versus just BSing with the guy next to you. Right, right, right. Um, and player got talent. You know, every year I cringe when that comes up. I'm like, oh, this could go one way or the other. A player's got talent. You know, my my, my theory on that is it's or my thought on that it's a great thing. Uh, you know, those guys are the individuals that go up there uh, have a lot of. Uh, Gumption. I, I can't do it. I think the word you're looking for is chutzpah. Chutzpah. You've you got to have a lot of chutzpah to go up there. Oh, and not absolutely. only that, you've got to have a lot of talent, too. Uh, neither of which I have, so that's why I'll never be up there. Yeah. Same. Uh, but the, the acts were very diverse. And uh, Jethel, you know, with his winning presentation this year, wrong that he sang the Fippy Darkpaw song. Yeah, that was very well put on. Had a video and... Uh... Did a great job. Now I don't know if you could see it uh, uh, on the on the Twitch stream, but in the audience there were people with uh, they looked like they were glowing balls or something. Yeah, like the, what he used for the sun. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, rocking back and forth. I mean, he had the whole you know the whole lighter thing going on uh, in one section of the audience as well. So, uh, although I have to say, I thought the 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 well, let me say not the judges. One judge was a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I think TR needs to, to to tone it down a little bit and the, and think that these people, you know, are standing up in a in a room full of people they're not professional acts. You know, let's let's cut them some slack. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I'll agree with you there. He's a little bit on the harsh side, but you know, I mean, that's his opinion. It's it the judges have their opinions. 
Yeah, okay, fair enough. And and I, I'll say one of the acts absolutely deserved the gong. I don't know if you remember the old gong show. Oh, yeah. But that one of the acts deserved that. and and Or the old giant shepherd's hook coming in and, you know, pulling them off. I, I, you know, I think sans the, the Muppet show or something. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm not sure what happened there, but it just... Well, let's just say that was painful to watch. Well, at least he got up there, you know. He, he gave it a shot. It didn't go well. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Again, he had more chutzpah than I did. Absolutely. But, you know, it is players got talent, not players got stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had they had quite a few good acts. You know, the, the two older fellas up there, uh, they practiced over Skype and ended up showing up and had a really good hilarious song they, they they absolutely did you know what i think what what draws people to in and uh, you know i think to last year's winner as well and now jethel this year and those two guys that you're talking about um their material was soe centric yes you know it involves stuff that players recognize absolutely, uh, absolutely. to pull in fippy dark pars they i think the other guys they did a parody song of uh, green days uh, hope you had the time of your life and they referenced all the everquest titles yeah, which was very cool. Right, so you know that sort of draws people in a little bit more. Now, certainly the saxophone dude uh, was different. That was, yeah. I mean, he was cool in, in a sort of different sort of way. Uh, and and uh, there were several ladies in the audience who were swooning. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe even a few guys. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he was I was I was highly impressed with that individual. Yeah, so I, you know, if there was one thing though. I, I guess, you know, it, it, that section can drag on a little bit. Um, it would be nice, I think, if they, they maybe drew it down to their top three entries. That's not the intent of the Players' God Talent. The intent is, you know, to give people, you know, the show. You know, that, that's what they, they're not going to cut it down because they want people to feel like they can go out there and do what they want to do. Okay, fair enough. The, the only thing is, and, and this leads me to my next point about the, the keynotes and the, the the banquets and 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 I don't know how to say this politely, so I'm just going to say it outright. Okay. Planet side two players are jerkies. <laughs> I, I saw this coming. I, I don't know how else to say this. They're just a bunch of jerkies, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what it is, but every year I seem to be seated at a table next to them. Planet side two players. The minute it is not planet side two material. They are noisy, disruptive, abusive, condescending, every negative term, and top it all off with loud. So I, I don't know what it is about them, and, I, and I'm sure I'm painting all Planetside 2 players with a huge broad brush stroke, but it seems every year I wind up next to a table of them, and for all I know, it's the same table of them every year. I don't know. Maybe they're following me. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the exact same people from last year. Right. But they just, the minute it is, it, it is not a video uh, about Planet Side 2 or a Planet Side 2 person talking, they are just off making noise and being disruptive. Uh, I shared last year, I, I thought at one point it was almost going to come to blows um, that people were asking them to, to calm down, behave, be respectful. And that just wanted to make them uh, go further, you know, be louder, be noisier, be more disruptive until one person actually got out of their chair and got in their face. I, I honestly thought they were going to come to blows. It, you know, so it, I, that's unfair, but it just 
It seems well, every I'm, year I run into these people. It's guilty by association, right? You so know, if one if one or two of them are loud and obnoxious, they, you pretty much they're all that way. Uh, fair enough. So am I? You know, am I am I using the one bad apple does spoil the whole bunch? Yes, I, I think I am. But it just seems to be every planet side player, planet side two player, excuse me, that I seem to encounter is like this, and I want to sock them right, right. But you know, I want to give them a fat lip. Right, right. Yeah, it, it is. It, it does kind of bring down the house a little bit. It's making me frustrated now. Even thinking about them, I want <laughs> I want to reach over and just pop them one and say, "Shut the bleep up!" Yeah, uh, yeah, so, they were pretty loud, and you know, I wonder if if that's a reflection of you know some of the you know it's just a reflection of all the people that play it. You know, everybody's not like that, but so the, the ones that go to SWE Live are. So what you, what you're saying is that I even get a bigger brush, a broader brush, and say all first-person shooter people are jerkies? Uh, that's what I, yeah, pretty much. But that would include me, because I play first-person once in a while. Okay, if, but I'll tell you, if you talk over the segment during keynote, I will definitely broad brush you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not fair to blame all Planetside 2 players. It just seems to be that I seem to find the jerky ones, I guess. Right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about Sunday stuff again. Uh, I, 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 why on Sunday? You, I, I'm I'm unhappy with with the fact that there are things on Sunday still. I, it still it still gets my goat. I know we talked about it last episode, and I'm going to talk about it again. I want to get on my soapbox about this Sunday business. Well, didn't they used to uh, used to have a Sunday thing on the ballot, but they never did anything on Sunday. It was just like nothing happens this day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the old schedule when they used, they used to put it out that, you know, the days would be, you know, Thursday, Friday and Sunday, whatever the day of Sunday would be. And on the schedule, it would have, you know, players go home. Right. I'm like, well, that's, that's BS. I mean, you can't call that an event. Players and go you, home. You complained about that. I did. I am just full of complaints, aren't I? So now they're doing the opposite where they're actually putting stuff on Sunday. And I think it's a bad idea because people leave on Sundays. People got to get home because they have family and work on Mondays, perhaps. They don't have the luxury of hanging around in Las Vegas, especially if you live on the East Coast or, you know, in the middle part of the states. I mean, maybe if you live on the West Coast, that's something you can do. You can fly out later in the afternoon and still be home at a reasonable hour. People on the other coast have to depart. So, I, again, I just think it's poor to schedule things on Sunday. And I think we talked about it. One of the EQ2 panels was actually on a Sunday. Of the four EQ2 panels, one of them was on a Sunday. Yeah, it was the EQ2 Q&A 2. Right, right. So I, I guess I'm just so unhappy about it. Uh, I, I saw the brunch line, and I have to say I am amazed that people are willing to pay $60, I believe it was, Okay, fifty nine. Fair enough. Fifty nine dollars for cafeteria style breakfast food and a chance to hang out with developers. I I saw the line that wrapped around the mezzanine, and I was just in awe of that. I I I can't imagine doing that. Paying you can walk to one of the other restaurants in the hotel and pay fifteen dollars for breakfast. You know, one quarter the price that you're going to pay for that is is the uh, chance of sitting near a dev that exciting? I, I don't know. I guess. Well, is it a dev of your choice, or is it just you just sat at a table? No, I don't. Th- I don't think it's dev of your choice. I don't think you like walk in and go give me that dev and point to them and you know 
they come running. It's not like you're picking them out of off the shelf or something. Oh, for sixty for fifty nine dollars, they better be. I'm not going to just go in and sit next to a DCO dev, which is a game I've played maybe three hours in total. Why would I want to do that? Uh, I, well, I think you can try to get. Uh, they must have maybe tables earmarked by title, so you would want to see the the title that you play the most. Although I guess. Um, I wouldn't want to be near a Planetside two-player table because, you know, they're just going to be loud and disruptive, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, but what if, uh, you know, so say 60 EQ2 players are there and there's only enough room for 59? I, I don't know what happens at that point. I get to go sit next to the PS2 guys? Um, Thunderdome, maybe. I don't know how it's settled, <laughs> yeah. you know. You, you grab a piece of bacon and you fight it out. Jump in the octagon? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever taps out for sausage first wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know, but I, I guess I'm just, you know, you have this whole weekend where, where team members are available and you can talk to them about anything you want. You can go up to the microphone and ask a question during a panel or anything like that. I, I guess I just don't understand the concept of paying $60 for a uh, chafing dish breakfast. You know, where. Chafing dish? Where, I don't even know what. Uh, warming those warming trays, you know, with the little oh, Bunsen oh. burners underneath them to keep them warm. Eggs that were probably prepared an hour beforehand that have yeah. been sitting in a steaming tray warming. Uh, those are called chafing dishes, aren't they? Yeah, gotcha. Okay, I, I, sure. That sounds great to me. I I have no clue. I hope that's but, the right term because yeah, that's, the term that's I've been that using. stuff is garbage. Uh, I yeah, I could. That's just that's just a buffet line. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I guess more power to those players who want to pay for that. Um, I, I still contend that uh, SOE should be paying me $60 to have breakfast with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody should pay $60 to have breakfast with maybe me. That's an idea. Maybe that's an idea for a panel next year. Pay $60 to come to my panel and I'll have breakfast for you. Yeah, donate $60 or you can't come in. <laughs> the bacon panel. <laughs> you got to throw the donate in front of it. That way it sounds like they're donating, but then make them pay anyway. Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, I guess I, I'm surprised. When, and whenever I saw that line, I was I was taken back by it. I'm like, wow, I, I can't believe that many people do sign up for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it was sold out. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. what I understood. And that's a, I don't know how many it fits, but I'm sure it's a bunch. Now, one thing that I did have problems with at this uh, SOE Live was, once again, power for my cell phone. <laughs> if you were following me on Twitter, and all of a sudden I stopped live-tweeting, it was because my phone went dead. <laughs> well, this, wasn't there a couple suggestions to bring, like, charge boxes? Yes, and my family has one. And I thought, it, I thought of this on the flight out there. I go, wow, I really probably should have borrowed that before he came out here. And and many times I was in panels, I couldn't find plugs to sit near. I mean, I was one of those people standing by the wall, you know, trying to get a quick, you know, two or three minute charge all the time. Kind of like phone. that commercial. Yes, exactly. Whether in the airports and stuff. Yeah. That was me. And do you know how hard it is to flag down a developer when they're walking by and you're tethered by an 18-inch cord to a wall outlet? It's, yeah, it'd be pretty hard. Yes, they don't want to talk to you. And not only that, they know that you're tied off. So they just keep on they walking. Just, oh, yeah. Hey, I got to go. Sorry. And they just keep walking, and you're stuck there, you know, babysitting your phone. Uh, I, I really think it would be nice if SOE, I don't know, if Duracell or, or somebody like that, or even if they just went to the Home Depot and got a, a boatload of power strips and threw them on, on a banquet table, you know, yeah. and, and said, you can come here and get a charge, you know, 
uh, a, a charging station, uh, you know, that, that you can, you know, your phone going again. Because uh, I think, again, with the amount of reception in there and, and phones constantly pulling, trying to find network connections, it helps drain their batteries even faster. And, you know, uh, I think it's a good thing when people are live tweeting and, and, and texting out about things that they're seeing at, at, at SV Live. It only, it only generates more buzz in the community. You want more people talking about it. Absolutely. I mean, it's I, I follow. I watch Twitter all the whole weekend, and you know, and watch Twitch at the same time. You know, just make sure I'm following what's going on. I can uh, understand the whole banks of uh, ways to charge your phone. Are those individuals that like bring cameras? You know, like Felden, where they tape the whole thing. I'm sure that he would like something to plug into as well. Well, I, I got to give props to Felden uh, from EQ2Wire because uh, he did have a power brick. And when we were in many of the panels, I was hunting him down going, hey, can I get a free charge from you? Be sitting there tethered to Felden. Yeah, that would be the thing to do is take one of the power bricks and charge people. Run a little business. Yeah, run a little side business. I can have that during my breakfast panel. Yeah, 60 <laughs> bucks a charge, man. Free charge Nothing and bacon. $60 for a charge with free bacon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the other thing that I have to say was 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 awesome this year was player panels again. Player panels were back. I think this is a great thing. Which is the one thing that Twitch did not cover. Uh, because once again, they put the player panels in the smallest, hardest-to-find rooms. Right. And in, uh, some of those panels, uh, I don't know if all of them did this year, but I know the player panels last year were standing room uh, standing out the door only. Yes, yes, and and there was one this year, and uh, this is the one, the panel that gets my best in show panel, and it was the uh, player panel on uh, ACT and macros. ACT. Well, now what? That's an acronym. Uh, Advanced Combat Tracker (ACT). Just to make sure everybody understood. Yep, uh, that one, as you said, was not only standing room, but they were standing out in the hallway. Uh, it was so popular. Um, I was amazed by the amount of people who were taking uh, pictures with their camera of his slides as he was putting them up. People were actively engaging in this panel because this panel filled what I call a, a or not what I call, but what I think is a huge gap in in EverQuest Two: how to be a better player. Yeah, between Joe's six pack and you know the the people that are trying to be better. Right. There's, there's a wealth of information out there. There's a wealth of stuff, but it, you know, it never seems to answer your question, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so you know, having a, a panel like this that he actually stepped players through how to make a macro and how to do a timer in, in ACT, people were hanging on his every word to the point where what server he was, he was on, could they come over and make, could he go over and make their macros for them? <laughs> you mean transfer to their server? Yeah, and make macros. Wow. Uh, so, I, you know, there's a booming business out there in not only house decorating, but I also think macro making for people. Because yeah. I think players want to be better, but sometimes it's so hard to find the information. We, you know, we've certainly talked in the past about the, the lack of a quality manual. And, and to say the wiki is the answer is, well, that's not an answer. But they have tool tips, Dale. That are neither tools nor tips. <laughs> I, I just I, like to hear you say that. That's I know you. You get. I'm getting fired up now. <laughs> uh, well, you know that, that that the individual that did the act panel did post everything on EQ2 forums. He did. He did uh, under it, um, 
Under what? I forgot. It's under the tips, tricks, and frequently asked questions section, right? There kind of go. at the top of the of the of the forums. So his all the all the material that he presented in his panel um, is also you know up there in a forums post, and I think he also gave the slide deck to uh, EQ2 Wire, and I think they have posted somewhere. So oh, cool! Watch. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because yeah. I you know that's the one panel that I truly wanted to see, and I didn't get it. I it, you know being at home, Twitch doesn't cover that because it is in the small area, and they don't want to move all that equipment. Sure. And, I, and I'll say there there was one thing I, I didn't learn necessarily took away a lot, but it gave me some ideas to think about. But I did absolutely learn one thing about making macros. Yeah. I did not know that you can use any icon in the game on a macro. Like like uh, like what? Like um, for example, like the the Arakan novelty card. It, it looks like a little jester. Or a right, jester card. Yeah, jester card. You can use that on a macro if you. Drag it to the macro window. You can plunk it in there as the icon for it. Very cool. I didn't know that. I've been using the standard, like, I don't know, what is it, a dozen or 14 some odd icons yeah. to make yeah. all my macros with. Well, I knew you could do it with your CAs and spells. I did not know you could do it with items. He also went, uh, went so far as to say you can use even drag platinum or, or gold or silver. If you want the icon of a coin to be it, you can drag that and plunk it on there as well. Oh, that is cool. I can't think of what that would really symbolize in terms of a macro, but if it made sense for you, you know, it, it would work. I mean, I'm running around with like 12 blue EQ2 icons for things. You got to know what they all do. I just know what they all are in the order in which I've placed them on the hotbar. That's the only way I know what they are. I didn't know that. I, I, I intend to go back. I have not at this point. Intend to go back and recolorize my hotbar so it doesn't look like a sea of blue EQ2 buttons. <laughs> Very cool. So I just wish, you know, that sort of thing, that, that how-to, I wish I could do more of that. And, you know, when, I, when I, I've approached them about that sort of stuff, saying, that you, you know, you guys would do the player base a huge service if you did more how-tos. And the, the feedback that I got was they, didn't, they weren't interested in that. Their position kind of was, well, we give you the building blocks, you go out and create the stuff. Yeah, you guys figure it out down there. Right. Uh, As if to say, you know, uh, we give you the Legos, now you build something with it. But Legos only go one way. And that's that's exactly my argument. Legos only go together one way. While they have an endless amount of combinations, it's always, you know, the bump goes in the hole. You know, every Lego goes together the same exact way as every other Lego. You can just put them together in endless combinations. But it's the same click together no matter what from from the very first lego that was ever made to legos that were just made yesterday they're all the same dimension and size one bump goes in that is like the complete opposite for everquest 2 we're not a bunch of legos right we're not all the same not everything is equal would somebody please tell me what potency is you know (laughs) for god's sake someone tell me what potency is all i know is i need a lot of it (laughs) Right. <laughs> and there's no end to it. Right, and it's, and it's uncapped. Somebody please explain potency to me, right? Uh, you, you go up to the official wiki, and you put in potency, and you'll be shocked by what you find. Right? I've never done that. It's scary at times. Fine. So, uh, you know, I wish th- that's something I just wish they would tell us, uh, you know, give us the building blocks then, you know, uh, but they don't. 
And I think, you know, there would be a, uh, things would go a long way. Players want to be better. I truly believe players want to be better than what they are. I just looked at this panel with it's standing room only and people photographing slides that you could, I want, you could, she could barely hold the camera steady. I'm like, how are you ever going to see that when you, once you take that picture? <laughs> yeah. Right? But they want this stuff. They want to be better. They, they, they hear other people talking about these sorts of things and say, I want to be able to do that too. And they can't. They just don't have the materials to help them. That we don't have the building blocks, you know. So as much as SOE says we do, I would. I strongly disagree. We we might have them, but we don't know what they are. So we don't know how they go together. Yeah, we don't know how to use them. We're still, you know, trying to find the instructions. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I, I wish and I hope maybe next year. I don't know. Maybe if I keep beating this drum hard enough, at some point we will get that sort of information. Uh, now there was an, another thing that kind of did irk me that came out of out of fanfare, uh, and it was it happened when I woke up Friday morning. I was uh, lying in bed reading the Twitter to see what to see what three hours that I was asleep for. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> goodness knows what broke in the three hours I actually got to close yeah. my eyes. Uh, everything shut down. Yeah, I got to tell you by the way, if you don't pull your shade down in Planet Hollywood. Man, that sun comes through strong and early. <laughs> yeah, you're eating. You're eating all all brightness. Right, and and so you're you're up at six a.m. Absolutely. Uh, but what happened was, it seemed that uh, many of the press sites, uh, the embargo on their materials was released Friday at nine a.m. Eastern time. It seemed so they were already publishing all their articles about what was coming in the new expansion and what, what's, what's going to be released for EverQuest 2 before we actually had the EQ2 keynote. So and, all the information from the keynote was already posted, is what you're saying. Exactly. So what was the point of going to the keynote? Exactly. Uh, and and that's, that kind of disappointed me. You know, here I am, a, a fanfare attendee. Not that I'm anything special, but yes, don't so you, live attendees. Uh, excuse me, SOE Live, thank you. Um, that's why I'm not special as a fanfare person anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I took the time to travel to, to attend this conference, and I'm not the first person to be finding out about stuff, right? Uh, the people at home are finding out more than I know, and I'm at the show. Yeah. It, that just seemed a little bit backwards to me. Now, granted, everybody was going to find out in a couple hours, anyways. But it just seems wrong that these press sites get so much favorable treatment, one over fan sites, but even over the fans who are at the at the conference themselves. Yeah, I mean, why, why couldn't they wait until after the banquet? You know, it's like what a few more hours, and you posted. You know, everybody already knows about it now because it was at the banquet, and now you're you're out. Right, they're having their press meetings, and they you know they give them the deadlines of when they can release their material because those. So those articles are pre-written, waiting to click the publish button. Yeah, uh, it just seemed wrong that they were allowed to publish before the actual material was announced to the players. It, that just it just rubbed me the wrong way. It, they shouldn't be releasing any of that stuff till after SOE Live is so, To be honest, let your fans get it out there. I don't read those news feeds anyway, so I didn't really know until the banquet. But yeah, that is a a load of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and let me ask you about Twitch too, because you know this. In the past, every year you hit, people have always wanted to see parts of SOE live streamed and all that sort of stuff. But does twitching it make it less special? It depends on whether you've been to one or not. Okay. 
so since I've been to an SOE live event, uh, it was nice to be able to see this because I couldn't go this year, but it kind of diminishes it a little bit. You know, it makes it less special for the individuals that have paid for their, their ticket, paid for their airfare, paid for their room, and, you know, all that stuff to go and see these things that they showed on Twitch. Uh, I do think it lessens it. Yeah, you know, and certainly there's a, there's uh, to me that the fun of SWE Live is is meeting the people, hanging out, talking, going, uh, you know, breaking bread with these people, hanging out, uh, hallway conversations, um, you know, the hard bar afterwards, the, the the hard bar every night afterwards, absolutely, you know, all that stuff enhances the experience. So, but the the the, the technical portion of SWE Live, I guess, for lack of better terms, the the bread and butter of the, the panels. Uh, broadcasting them seems to take a little bit away from that specialness. Now, granted, you, you got, I guess on Twitch, you, you don't have the ability to interact or ask questions during the AMAs or, or something like that, or, or during the, I even think the keynote ended with a couple of questions. You, you don't have that. But, you know, you, you get to see everything that I'm seeing there. Yeah, with the exception of, you know, I, I don't get the interaction. I don't mm-hmm. get the player panels. But I sure the hell did get twelve hours of uh, tournaments. <laughs> so Tell let, you what, watching Dreadcutter for four hours was awesome. Are you, let me. You're being sarcastic. Absolutely oh. being sarcastic. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, now I watched a little bit of the tournaments live there because I wanted to see it and whatnot, and I knew some p- folks who were doing it, so I hung around the, the tournament area and watched it. Um, what I Missed out on a little bit. I, maybe you can say you heard it a little bit better on Twitch, but uh, some of the developers were doing live commentary about the matches, kind of like they were in the booth. Absolutely, there were. There was uh, well, um, Margaret Crone Laperza was there. Yeah, she was doing most of the live on the scene stuff, and then there was a couple of devs in the back that would uh, comment on stuff. Yeah, I think Zelgad and Fireflight were doing that in the booth and Laperza was doing uh for lack of better terms the the sideline reporting. Right. Yeah, you know, interviewing the players as they came off the field. Yeah, and it was I mean it was uh, from what I watched which it was on but I didn't watch it watch it and from what I heard it sounded, you know, everything it was actually really cool. I just really didn't pay that much attention to the 4 hours of playtime. Uh, now, I have to agree 4 hours of watching Dreadcutter being played uh I, I, and, I, and I was there, and I only watched one or two groups go through it at most myself. Yeah, I, I, can, only, I can only handle it once every uh, 18 hours. Unless, of course, it's really an awesome group, and you're watching them play real well, or it is a poor group, and you're just watching them get creamed. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe the, your dark side comes out going, how many more times can this group die? Yeah, maybe somebody would rage quit or something. That'd be cool. I, I heard that. Now, I didn't see it. <laughs> I heard. I can't believe this. Uh, that some group wiped ten times, and at that point your gear's broken because you don't have a mender bot, so uh, you have to re-roll and start over again, and you can do that. But rather than doing that, one person took the headset off and stormed off. He rage quit from a pug tournament group. Oh, well, it, it could happen, you know? I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. No patience. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it just That surprised me. I'm like, wow, you, you always see that in games, somebody rage quitting, or, hey, i got to go help my guildmates. I'm really sorry, guys. Yeah, you know, that's the, the best one. The, the, I'm doing the air quotes, too, as I'm doing it. You know, the, the polite way of ditching a group. 
But when you're when you're actually at SOE Live and in a tournament, there's the, there's only one way to rage quit, and that's to walk off the stage. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, you know, if they if they were all gnomes, they, they wouldn't have to worry about it because they could just repair their stuff. Somebody made that suggestion later, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's a great idea. It's it's things it's little things like that that I think help you in the tournament. Yeah, it gives you a little edge. Yeah, uh, we were discussing it later, and I was saying, well, I don't think Beast Lords are effective in there because you don't have a chance to level your water. You're uh, going to get an apprentice-level water. You know, why start out with something so so simplistic? You don't want that. Yeah, something that's not going to help you at all. Right, so, you know, you have to think through, and, I, and I'm sure the people who do win the tournament have thought those things through and practiced and and figured out what their what AA choices they're going to make, and what and how they're going to set their hot bars up, and all that sort of stuff, uh, so that they can hit the ground running in the tournament. Yeah, you bet. You don't you don't have time to learn in a tournament. I guess is the point. No, it's it's either you you get a group that's been working together for quite a while and getting it done, or you got a group that doesn't know each other very well and uh, you rage quit. Right, right. Uh, I did, although while I was there, I, I do think I accomplished one of my goals. And I'm hoping, I, I didn't get it in writing, unfortunately. Maybe next year I should have her write these things down for me. <laughs> but Windstarker did promise me pygmy kill count. Yeah, I you th- should really get that recorded because, you know, she can deny, you know, the deniability factor. I just want to kill 10,000 of those little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even seen one yet. I've seen, a, well, I saw a screenshot of them. Think <laughs> one of the panels, but after I just want to kill ten thousand of those because wouldn't wouldn't Slayer of Pygmies look cool above your head? That, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> so let's go back a little bit. You were talking about Zelgad and Fireflight, yes, and you said you talked to them about something. Yeah, so um, there was a uh, a little tete a tete we had on on Twitter one day, and um, I used the word hutzpah. We've used it several times throughout this podcast as well. And uh, I managed to get them to say during the tournament, during their commentary, because, again, much much like pro sports commentating, you know, the keys to the game score more goals. I mean, how much can you say after about four hours of Dread Cutter? Yeah. Right? I mean, after the first hour, you're pretty much digging. Right. You've used all your colloquialisms at that point. <laughs> you've, used, you've, you've gone to the well and used every term you can think. Right. So I asked them to fit the word chutzpah into their commentary, and I, I got to give them credit; they managed to do it. As <laughs> awkward as a word that is, they managed to fit that in into commentary about the Dreadcutter tournament. So I, I got to give kudos to Zelgad and Firefly for for managing to do that. <laughs> Very nice. That's awesome. Chutzpah uh, is kind of a tough word to fit into some kind of commentary. Absolutely. I've I've been trying hard to slide it in. <laughs> often as I can as well. <laughs> so there is one more thing I wanted to to talk about uh, related to SOE Live. And um, something, I don't know how to actually share this, so I guess I should, I should just jump right in with both feet, right, Oz? Yeah, well, that's the best way to go. Right. So for, for folks who don't know, um, because I did tweet a little bit of it uh, on my way home, my original flight, uh, I was supposed to leave at one thirty in the afternoon. Uh, there were some mechanical problems on the plane, and uh, because I also had a connection flight that I was now not going to make because of, of delays and whatnot, uh, I had to rebook onto the Red Eye out of Las Vegas. So rather than leaving at one thirty in the afternoon, which would have got me home at 10 o'clock, 
I was taking the 1155 flight out of Las Vegas and getting yeah. in it. I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I don't even know what time I was getting in. All I knew it was going to be was early the next morning. I think it was seven or eight o'clock in the morning, the next morning. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing, but hey, it is what it is, right? So I get to the airport at midnight and we get on the plane and, uh, I don't know. Have you ever taken a red eye flight before? I have. Actually, I prefer, I prefer to fly the red eye. There's usually not a lot of people. Uh, this plane was full. Unfortunately, this plane was full. Um, That's the Vegas. Going out of Vegas or going into Vegas is usually full. Full, right. And this is, uh, for, for me going home, this is like the last flight out of Vegas. Uh, so this is all the people who partied up to the last minute <laughs> and are exhausted. Uh, so it's a pretty subdued flight. Uh, it, it happened to be on JetBlue, but everybody kind of turns their TV off. Nobody turns the lights on. Everybody's exhausted. It's It's been a long however many days you've been there, and you've been partying out all hours and whatnot. So you're pretty gosh darn tired. So it was a pretty quiet, mundane flight. Now, originally, I had been in seat five, uh, 5D, which was going to be the aisle on the right-hand side of the plane. My That seat was full on, on the red-eye flight, so they had to move me to seat 4C. One row above, but the aisle on the other side. Not so bad. Still the longer leg room, and I like the aisle because, well, it gives me a little bit more room, and I can you know stretch out a little bit better into the aisle. Uh, so now when we get on the plane, there's, there's, it is full, as I said. So there's three of us in row four. There's a, a, a very old fella um, on the phone arguing with some hotel about some back pillow he left, which was absolutely hysterical listening to that. <laughs> and, and some fella in the middle seat, and then myself in the aisle seat. Okay, we go through our safety reel, whatnot, the flight takes off. Uh, I've gotten like all of like, let's, let's round up and say 10 hours sleep since I arrived four days before, right? If you're lucky. Right, if I'm lucky, right? <laughs> so I, I'm like exhausted. So I start resting my eyes and then they come around with the beverage service. Well, of course, I want a free drink, right? You know, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. So, of course, I get a, you know, a Coke Zero and a little bag of cookies and I'm enjoying them and I'm going to doze off after. But of course, now, the, the jerky in the middle seat decides he needs to go to the bathroom during the beverage service. So now i got to get up out of my seat in the dark with a half-open can of Coke and a half-poured cup of Coke and balance this all without uh, dumping it all over myself. So I'm, I'm not super thrilled. When he eventually does not come back, his girlfriend, who is in the row behind us and in the middle seat, is now going to get into my row. And I'm thinking, well, what's up with that? I mean, it's not like there's an empty seat. We're going to stretch out anymore. Now she's moving from one full row to another full row. And frankly, you know, she's got now a big guy in the aisle seat next to her. Oh, maybe she didn't like the people behind her or with her. Maybe. I don't know. Right? Who knows? Fine. She's going to get in the middle seat. And I'll I'll be honest with you. She was not not, not unattractive. She was good looking. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, she was all right. She was all right. She was better than all right. And and she had a skirt that only came down to about about here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I pictured that. Yeah, I did too. I'm repicturing <laughs> it now myself. Um, but it's dark, right? So it's not like you can really see anything, right? So we sit back down. I'm like, all right, fine. I finish my coke and you know close my eyes and pretty much doze off. Now you're on a plane, so it's you're never really asleep, right? You're like three quarters asleep. Yeah. Uh, because you get the hum of the plane and whatnot, and, you know, there are some emergency lights that are on, or, or, or safety lights, that not an emergency, but safety lights that are on. So at some point throughout the remainder of the flight, and, and this is one thing that happens to me on, on flights, I don't know about other people, uh, I can't tell if I've been asleep for five minutes or five hours, right? Time is 
Time is yeah. irrelevant. So we're, we're, we're sitting there, and then at some point I kind of like wake up a little bit, and I realize she's – the woman in the middle seat has her head on my shoulder. Like she's sleeping on my shoulder. Oh. And I'm like, well – well, what do you care, Dell? Right? I mean, you're probably in her chair, anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, fine, whatever, so be it, right? Uh, okay, cool, cool, whatever. So I kind of zone back out a little bit, you know, and and doze off again. Uh, some undetermined amount, uh, undeterminable amount of time later, she's now tapping me on the shoulder, and I'm maybe like, she, maybe she has to go to the bathroom. Exactly. I'm like, crap. She needs to get up again, right? And go to the bathroom, right? Like, wonderful, right? So as I'm, like, like coming to, to to go to get up, I realize she's, she's not actually tapping me on my shoulder. What she's actually doing is kissing my neck. She's, she's gnawing on your neck? She's making out with my neck. What? Yeah, exactly. I, I, okay. I kid you not. As I realized this, right... I'm like, whoa, 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 you know, and, you know, th- okay, the shoulder, the head on the shoulder was one thing, but, like, you know. The kiss on the nap of your neck is a whole other whole world. Other, yeah, we've now moved into the next level, right? <laughs> okay, so I kind of, like, you know, hold, hey, you, hold on, man, you know, uh, and she wakes up and realizes what she's doing and is, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm like, hey, that's fine. Stuff happens. It is what it is. It's okay. That's fine. You know, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And she, I'm so sorry. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. So the flight continues, and we're we're coming into approach, and now they put all the lights on, and people start lifting the windows, and because it's morning now, where we're coming in. Yeah. And so we're sitting there, and I'm like, well, okay, hello, good morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> she turns to the older fella on the on the on the on the on the window side. And says to him, I'm so sorry, I think I might have grabbed the corner of your blanket and used it a little bit last night. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. And she then she turns to me and says, oh, I'm so sorry about what happened. I'm like, you yeah, know, don't worry about it. It's, it's okay. Stuff happens. She then turns around to the boyfriend and says, you're okay. not going to believe what happened. I took this oh. guy's blanket over here and I was making out with this guy here. Oh, no. Really? And she says this out loud. So now like it's every- no big deal. Right. So now everybody in like rows two through six have heard this. Oh, that's horrible. And my first thought was, oh, my God, I'm about to get sucker punched. <laughs> this guy's going to unclip his belt and reach over and just clock me. Oh, holy crap. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. That, that, you know, and you weren't in Vegas, so... What happened in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. It's on the flight. Apparently not. I mean, it would have been one thing if it just happened. But when she had to tell everybody, including her boyfriend, that I was making, quote, making out with the guy here in this seat. Which you weren't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything. If anything, I put the kibosh on it when I did find it was happening, right? Yeah. yeah. My first thought is, okay, when that when that bing bong goes off and that door opens, grab your, grab your backpack and run for it. Right, because <laughs> yeah. this guy's going to come looking for you. Well, you know, it couldn't have happened to a better person. I know. I mean, only me, right? This right, right. Only right. can happen to Delmon, right? <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's what happened on my flight home. That was the end of my SOE live. The girl in the seat next to me on the plane started making out with my neck in <laughs> in her sleep. Oh, man. I, although, let me say this. I assume she was asleep. I don't know. Wow. Uh, you know what? 
hey, it's an SOE live moment, right? It, it really is. That goes down as one of my, I, I'm going to have to say, that is my top SOE live moment of all time. Oh, really? Wow, that, that jumped up. Well, what else could possibly beat Strange woman. Let me say this: strange, cute woman making out with me on a plane plane ride home from SOE Live. Yeah, I don't know what could top that. There's nothing to top. There's no no amount of free drinks, (laughs) anything. (laughs) Getting getting kill counts added. Nothing tops that. Uh, Not even Slayer of Pygmy. No, no, yeah, Pygmy is way down this competitive. That is awesome. So yes, uh, if anybody else has a better story than that, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, send us an email. That'd be (laughs) awesome to hear that. So I had I listen. I had nothing to do with it. I stopped it as quickly as I found out about it. But holy cow! Yeah, that's crazy, man. I've never even heard of anything like happening like that. It, it truly starts out with a dear penthouse forums. I never thought this would happen to me. Type story. Yeah, yeah penthouse forums. Oh, holy crap! All right, so I think we're going to end this podcast on that note. That sounds like a plan. That's so, too good. So I'm not even going to ask if we have anything else because I don't want to talk about anything. Else. We don't have anything else to talk about on this EQ2 talk, right? So let's just say thank you to uh, to Men's Warehouse. Uh, makers of very fine so, so if you're looking to look dapper on a flight home to impress the lady in the middle seat next to you uh check them out there at men's warehouse uh you're gonna like the way that you look uh, uh, george zimmer will guarantee it uh also folks want to get in touch with us and and write in to us about their favorite SWE mo we live moment how can they do so uh they can email me at osgz at eq2talk.com or they can reach me delmon at eq2talk.com or catch us on the Twitter. Uh, I'm OSGZ11. And I'm, uh, what am I? I'm Delmon, Delmon EQ2 on Twitter. They can also join our in-game chat channel, uh, which is eq2.unrest.eq2talk. Or they can talk to each one of us in-game. At uh, unrest.eq2. No, unrest.osgz. Okay, so for me, if you really want to talk to me and do it correctly... <laughs> Oh, you must be overwhelmed by my story. My, I am. I'm so thinking of the short skirt, the utility <laughs> belt. I got all sorts of things running through my head right now. It's eq2.onrest.delmon, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. And that with OSGZ, you can contact me. Okay. And don't forget, you can also check us out there over on the Facebook as well, where we are facebook.com slash eq2talk. So, everyone, I hope you'll come back to us for episode number 78, where we hope to be a little less blue and a little bit more jet blue. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great night, everybody. Sky rockets in flight